game begin. Hey, Dagum Nerds fans, I'm back. <laughs> Welcome back, buddy. Episode 86. Tonight, we're going to be talking, well, really, just me blurting out a bunch of dad stories <laughs> to make up for the month that I was gone. We're going to touch a little bit on Moon Knight, so there are some mild spoilers ahead. Not maybe a full moon Very of spoilers. A crescent moon of spoilers ahead. Uh, we just talk... A, just a little sliver. little sliver a, of spoilers. Little, little sliver. little sliver. And uh, we, we start talking pun philosophy at one point. It, it, we, we cover a lot, so... Put on those headphones, crank up the car speakers, wherever you're listening. Stay tuned. Also, I'm here. All right. Back in the saddle after Welcome a back, buddy. month of being away. <laughs> oh, man. Your background looks a little bit different. I, I'm in a new house, brother. And hopefully the internet woes that plagued me down at the other place uh, shall be no more. Because now I am screaming. <laughs> at uh 5g wi-fi bands and nice. internet speeds so you know remember when we used to brag about like characters we unlocked and like smash brothers right. and like pokemon <laughs> levels and now we're like right. i've got 5g bands in my house and i've just yeah, maxed my contribution to my roth i'm like what? yeah Ugh. it's it's new adults new new new, new adult uh, bright shinies Right. Well, yeah, just, like you uh, never do stop bragging. It's just, you know, right. the, the, the things What change. you brag about is completely different. A and yeah. if I'm going to be honest, they, they are less fun as you grow up. Because I'm like, <laughs> no, that holographic Charizard is still way cooler than my 5G <laughs> Wi-Fi bands. Not going to lie. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, good to be back. I I miss being a part of it, but I I... I was explaining to y'all just the, the amount of moving logistics that I just went yeah. through. And that's why Brett continues to uh, be MIA here in season three, because he's, oh, he's gotcha. still in the throes of, of moving and adjusting to downsizing. Um, whereas, you know, me, can, I, can I'm they... on... go ahead. No, 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 keep going. Keep going. I'm, a, I'm currently in the opposite of not downsizing, like <laughs> yeah. way oversizing. Because yeah. I just moved from 700 square feet to 2,400 square feet. Jeez. So, I mean, it really does feel like living in the Grand Canyon. Yeah. Um, but it it reminds me of, uh, funnily enough, if anyone read the Rogue Squadron series growing up. Yeah. That, uh, this, this that, was that, a, that, yeah, you're like, that these would be are you. words that I know. That, that let, would let me be see. you. <laughs> and I know better than ask if Kevin has. Um, I played the game, I never, but I didn't game realize awesome. there were books. But yeah. uh, it, was, it was Michael A. Stackpole. And uh, he introduced this character, um, Azard, and she was like this this female. I, I know you are coming. But you are your 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 return. You are going hard into. Nerd. Oh, listen! You are I've hearing, had so pent. You are leading so much pent so up much nerd. nerddom right now. Going, opening right out the gate with with nerd books with Star Wars. Books. I gotta go deep, man. I gotta go big because <laughs> I gotta go big because I'm already home, so I can't go home. But right. uh, anyway. Uh, this was actually the first time that they really got to explore Coruscant in the Star Wars huh? universe. Like it was a concept, but mm -hmm. you know, this is one of the first novelizations to really explore. And I remember a line that stuck out to me is like this character is going into her throne room and just noticing that like it's this giant throne room and all that's mm -hmm. in it, like this cavernous space and all that's in it is in a chair. Mm -hmm. And he, he was reflecting like wow it seems like there'd be a little bit more pomp and circumstance but then it struck him like well on a city oh this is planet, just the bathroom <laughs> well well on a city planet 
where every single millimeter is fought for because everything's been developed. The entire planet is a city. It's such a power move to just have a giant room with nothing in it. Except <laughs> one thing. And not gonna lie. That's kind of how I feel like now. Cause now I've got this giant room and I've got like a dresser and a bed and I'm like, what? I'm just going to keep so it. What's, <laughs> so what's going to be your power move? What room are you going to just set up a single poster of Obi-Wan in? <laughs> It's just the one Obi Wan. I almost said shrine. Leia in the bikini. I was like, wait, 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 wait. No, no, that's that's that that's not, no. I'm no, not that level of nerd. Yeah, um, but uh, I, I might do that to to all Obi Wan, my fave. Um, but uh, put him in a bikini. <laughs> no, I don't need. I don't need to have that mental image of you, McGregor. That that man is already beautiful as is. Yeah, he, it he is kind of irritating. Yeah, it's um, kind of irritating. I know to be, have a Scottish accent and look that good in your late. Yeah. Face. And those eyes. Yeah. And yep. look that good in a beard. Just shut up. Get out. Right. So, uh, and at the same time, give me more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So excited. May yeah. 27th. Can't get here. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, I mean, I, I think we're just going to very purposely keep things Spartan. I mean, that's what I loved about living in a small space is just, you realize mm -hmm. how much you don't need. And right. I will say there's nothing like a move to just remind you of how much you still don't need. Don't need. Because yeah. like, I'm still living out of boxes and I'm like, you know what? I've got like my toothbrush and my pillow and I'm completely fine. Like, yeah. I can't remember where this book is or this thing yeah. is. And every once in a while it's an inconvenience where you're like, oh, where's the Phillips head screwdriver? Right, uh, right, right. Tools are a completely different story. Right. But, but I mean, I just... mean, as far as creature comforts are concerned, it is funny. Like you can, you can, you can boil down to a mud hut, a fig leaf and a bowl of rice. And you are, you, it's actually refreshing, mm -hmm. uh, at least for a little bit. And then you, then you pick up your phone and you go, Oh, Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, that's why I deleted my Instagram long ago. I just called it uh, hashtag envy. That's all. That's all that, that app is designed uh -huh. to do. But uh, uh, anyway, the the move has been going well. We're we're still we're still slowly unpacking uh, unpacking our house one box at a time. But we're okay. we're getting there. And uh, I'm realizing like eighty percent of what we own is just because we have kids. Like right, right. Because <laughs> I'm like, how many right. toys? Wait, how many boxes? That's what I was gonna say. How much infrastructure and, just to keep this tiny human percentage? alive? And what percentage of what the kids have is stuff they actually need? Well, that's the other thing is I'm like, you know, Rowan could just have like four rotating airplanes that we just reintroduce every week and he would be fine. Right. Like half of the other toys are just collecting dust or I step on them or right. just, he, oh, he's the God. whole every morning. His first part of his routine is just dump out the entire toy bin. Oh yeah. And then play That's with Hattie. the three toys that he actually wants mm -hmm. to play with. So yeah. I, um, I did a, I, I pulled the parent move. I did a, a midnight purge to where I just oh, grabbed nice. a bin, threw a bunch of toys in it that I figured he wouldn't miss. And the next morning he's like, Oh, the toy box is lighter. I'm like, yeah, it is. The toy you know, fairy came. Exactly. <laughs> and I didn't throw them away. Um, cause I mean, you know, Lord willing, he will have siblings that one day may play again with those toys, but they are very conveniently in the attic now. That's a, it's funny you said that. Cause we, I mean, yours was probably more, um, motivated by the move, but faith has been wanting to do that for a while now. And she just did it over the weekend. We just, we, hmm. we seriously cut back and we, again, we, like you said, we didn't throw them away, but they are placed in the garage at the moment until Josie is old enough to play with them. And we will cycle, we will roll them out and see if she shows any interest. And if she doesn't, they're gone. See, it's uh, it's always refreshing to talk with you, Trip, about because we're kind of at the same 
yeah. pace, the same yeah. spot in parentdom. Because I always feel like we get to this point, and then Kevin would come and be like, well, I'm yeah. Yeah. yeah, back in my day. <laughs> yeah, right. But see, I'm in that same stage. Uh, but at the right. same time, Kevin brings that wisdom of being able to tell yeah. us what's coming down the pipe. Or like, oh, that's yeah. so sweet. Um, yeah. And that that's I I want to talk on this more about the the two kids thing, uh, but uh, one little fun thing that just happened tonight. So I guess this will be my dad's story coming back. Is okay. while you you begin to appreciate how little you do need, it, there are always those little golden nuggets during a move that you'll find something that you haven't yeah. actually laid eyes on in years because it's been so yeah. packed behind like newspapers in this back corner. Well. Yeah. Um, like your wife I found or a kid, <laughs> a kid. <laughs> oh, there's that's my, right. There's my other kid. I knew I had that's to. Re- that's right. Oh uh, boy, you you look like you could use something to eat. Let's um. He's over there going. Your, yeah. Is your diaper supposed to be that big? Okay, don't tell your mother. Uh, so I found this is something that I received for my 18th birthday. So I mean, this thing is is 12 years old. And it was a, uh, I say life size, but it was like a half size, I don't know, maybe a third size R2-D2 toy. And when this thing was released, it was like the the cat's pajamas because it was voice command. It -hmm. would respond and talk with you, which, Uh you know, now it's like every toy does that. I mean, you know, Siri does that. My Alexa does that. I mean, I, my my dishwasher talks to me. So it wasn't as, it's not as amazing now here in 2022, but in 2010, that was really cool. Um, and I found it. And of course the batteries were corroded to Timbuktu on the inside, but I performed surgery on it tonight, which by the way, all it takes is white vinegar. White vinegar is basically like, um, oh, not not unobtainium. What is in the Marvel universe? His uh, Captain America shield is made out of it. Oh, my oh vibranium. Vibranium. White vinegar is the vibranium of our universe. Like, look <laughs> up. I think it would be shorter to say what it doesn't do. I mean, oh, I got seriously, you. do a Google search on what everything white vinegar does. And it's like, oh, cures cancer. <laughs> oh, takes battery corrosion off. Oh, cleans yeah. your dishes. Oh, unclogs sinks. W- once... Like, <laughs> Once again, once again, similar seasons of life because my wife just cleaned our washing machine, our dishwasher, and sprayed down our uh, mattress with with vinegar-based solutions. Yeah. Yeah. And I was furious with her that she decided to do that two hours before we went to bed. Because I woke up smelling like I woke up smelling like kettle chips. You're basically a big pickle. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. A big a big pickle chip. You're a big old dill pickle. Yeah. Um, well, I'm pickle trap. Nobody. Uh, okay. You don't watch Rick and Morty, do you? No, but now I'm just okay. imagining a tr- I was going to say, oh, you're a big tr- a trickle, but I'm like, mm, no, no, I don't like that visual. There's, image um, Rick turns himself into a pickle at one point. Um, of course it's does. a, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. Right. It's, a, it's a long story. Um, oh, is all, the episode called in a pickle? Uh, it's, I think it's called pickle Rick, but he does call him, wow. but he does, um, he does it to get out of something. But he's acting like it's a huge deal. Like, like this is awesome. I'm a pickle. And so he goes, I'm Pickle Rick! And so there you go. Deep All cut right. for 
everybody who watches Rick and Morty. Yeah, and I was going to say, and like everything Rick and Morty, I feel like I'm never going to get that 30 seconds of explanation back. But. Yeah, this this is, the, <laughs> I was about to say, this is the part where Zach goes, why did I come back? Why and am like, I Oh, that's here? right. That's why I took a month off. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I, I did my uh, my surgery with the, the white vinegar on R2-D2's okay. corroded battery terminals, and uh -huh. it turned back on, and uh, he has a dance mode program. <laughs> that I had forgotten about. So Rowan, I, I was like, it, it was this special dad moment to play with a toy that meant something to you that mm -hmm. now you get to share with your kids. And so, mm -hmm. I mean, and I say a toy as a kid, I was 18 years old, <laughs> but mm -hmm. it, it was something that I, I remember really like geeking out about getting excited. And I've been, I've been slowly introducing Rowan into R2D2. So he knows who mm -hmm. he is. He's got little figures that he plays with all the time. So I was like, Hey Rowan, this is, r2d2's big brother and he was like oh my gosh he's so big I mean, it's, it's basically almost the size of him at this the point the same size of yeah and and i said hey rowan you can talk to this r2d2 and he's like what and he's like hi r2 and then the, the like the head swivels and it beeps and he was like oh and so it was really cool to see that like childlike wonder which That's is really basically cool. me at yeah. 18 but actually more yeah. appropriately seen at a three-year-old stage yeah because he's um, actually buying into it right right I, the actual age group at which they designed this toy for uh um, yeah <laughs> not, not, not you're like age. you're like you're like this thing is a wonder of technology and he's like this thing's alive <laughs> he's like this is r2d2 <laughs> that's right what are these little piddly ding things i've been wasting my time with this is the real right. McCoy yeah, right yeah. Here. who needs hot wheels so anyway i was like you can talk to him and you can give him commands and like the amount of meta in this next moment that made me just so proud to be a dad is <laughs> instead of like use the force or like r2d2 you know come to me or like the first command out of Rowan's mouth was R2D2 dance mode <laughs> in the same inflection as from Bluey. And so like oh, all nice. these like converging, like things as a dad of like, I'm so proud for like the quote and like, why did, how did you even think of that to like, I want to dance with R2D2. And I completely forgot that R2D2 actually has a dance mode. So and so, so R2 did, like swiveled his head. You did not head. tell him this. No. You did not no, tell I him that said, he had a dance mode. No, I just Holy said, hey, Rowan, you, you can awesome. give him a command. And he just goes, R2-D2, dance mode. And at first I thought awesome. like, that's not a, wait. And then I forgot like his little head starts to swivel and then the little light starts to, to like strobe. And then it does the cantina band song, but yeah. with like electronic, electronica beat. Yeah. With all R2-D2 beeps. <laughs> Like it was, awesome. and I, like I was just there on the floor dancing to the Cantina R two D two remix yeah. with my son, yeah, yeah. impromptu. And it was just, it was just one of those moments of that, those little moments of joy that make fatherhood all worth it. Right there. Yeah, um, that's awesome. Because <laughs> not only ten minutes before that, I was like. <laughs> going, why do I have two kids? I'm never going to have another one. Uh, because Rowan, <laughs> in the course of moving, moving is not very child-friendly. Because no, we haven't no. had time to child-proof the outlets. There's boxes yeah. on boxes. And, of course, they want the one thing that's shiny on the topmost box. And so they right. think, oh, look, let me climb these boxes. And then the whole yeah. thing falls on them. Well, in the course Are you of exaggerating or did that happen? Uh, speaking for a friend, uh, in case, uh, <laughs> okay. in case child protective oh, gotcha. services is listening gotcha. to this podcast. Gotcha. Um, okay. so hypothetically, if that had happened, uh, <laughs> but, but tonight Rowan pulled a chair off of a stand 
if that's not the most move thing ever, like, ah, we don't have yeah. for that. put it on this, put it on this nightstand. So he pulled the chair off the nightstand and just clocked himself in the face. Well, yeah, tracks. You, you know, as a parent, you hear a cry and you're like, okay, this is a crisis cry. Like this yeah, is not a, like, they're dead. Yeah. like, uh, okay. They, they like stubbed their toe. Like, Oh God, right. this is a, like, I may be going to the emergency room. Yeah. This kind is of a cry. code red Defcon well, one. Yeah. Meredith was like on the other side of the house. I'm watching Ellie and it's one of those strategic calls as a parent to where you're like, all right, this child is not going to get into enough trouble within the next 10 seconds. This kid may be bleeding. Yep. out. Yep. I just have to leave to go make sure that kid's yeah. not bleeding out. Yeah. So I rush into the other room, basically figure what just happened because, you know, chair yeah. is no longer on nightstand. Right. He is Aftermath. crying. Yeah. Absolutely in distress. You know, I look at him, make sure there's no blood. <laughs> And, you know, it, it looks like he on the like, outside anyway, <laughs> Yeah, on the outside. Hopefully there's not internal bleeding. Right. Um, but it, it, he was hurt and he'll probably have mm -hmm. a nice bruise, but like he's OK. And mm -hmm. so then you have to make the call of like, all right, comfort time over. You're going to live. Now I got to go back to the 10 month old that I just left unattended. And like I go back into the other room and kids have the uncanny ability that for like the 10 seconds you look away, they find yep. the point zero one percent chance thing that could kill them in yep. the room. Yep. So I come back to Ellie having pulled off completely our fireplace mantle protector. Oh geez. Yeah. And she is yeah. like, She's just learning to pull herself up. So, I mean, yeah. no balance coordination. Yeah. So she has not only pulled it off, but now she's precariously, like, balancing on the fireplace with, like, one yeah. foot in the air and going, like, Dad, mm. look, I'm a trapeze artist. <laughs> yeah. And, like, this was literally <laughs> 10 seconds. Like, I don't think I could have removed this thing in 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And and then it was just, like, and, this, and all of this, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, took place in, like, 20 seconds. Like this was yeah. not a long drawn out thing. It was like, Oh, crisis run to the other room. Oh, okay. Uh, no blood. And then you go back and that's crazy. because Ellie was waiting for her shot. No, she had, had been planning mm -hmm. that <laughs> the moment you were gone. She was like, it's now or never let's get moving. <laughs> that's right. Um, Josie did that the other day on a, uh, on the trampoline, uh, our neighbors moved. And they did oh. not want to take the trampoline with them. And that is the that is Hattie's favorite thing in the world to do is to jump on a trampoline. So they gave it to us. Nice. And so we've been spending a lot of time out there. And I forgot how, you know, I forgot how much. Uh, Man, free trampoline. I jump on that. Yeah. I forget. Oh, there it is. It's good to have you back. Um, uh, I just like to but I forgot how it. much I forgot how much nature those things attract. Uh, meaning <laughs> bugs get stuck in the net. Bugs, and pollen. Leaves. Leaves. In this particular case, case in point, leaves. And uh, I was on the, it was just me and the girls, and we were both on the, the uh, trampoline the other day. And uh, Josie is in that stage where she goes, hey, something new. I'm going to put it in my mouth. And <laughs> yeah. I, I had intercepted that stage, so man. many leaves, so many leaves. And the one time I got distracted, I was looking through the, um, the trampoline at the grass underneath with Hattie because she you know, weird kids, what she likes to do yep. uh, when she's done, when she's tired of jumping, she likes to go, Oh, what's down there. It becomes your fort. 30, like, that's why trampolines are so great. Yes. 30 seconds, 30 seconds. I, I did that. And I looked over at Josie and Josie's going, <laughs> and she's got, she's got cheeks like a bulldog. They're just oh, big no. and chunky jowls. And, 
Um, so you can tell she's trying to work something out of there that she can't get a hold of because uh-huh. the tissue is just too thick. No. And then she starts going, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's violent, man. It's yeah. <laughs> like this is clearly, she's clearly gotten a leaf. She's tra- it's gotten to like to the back of her throat or in the throat or something. It just won't go down. And it's like, obviously the driest thing she's ever eaten in her entire life. So, and she just, I mean, dude, she starts going, yeah. And coughing and stuff like that. She's obviously okay, but I'm watching her eyes get red and they're watering and there's tears coming down her eyes and everything. I'm like, I took my eyes off of you once and you managed to do it. And that's when I realized you've been plotting this. Like anytime that you are within the confines of, a walker or in our arms or your little thunder dome with your, you know, your little playpen thing you're, you're planning and you're plotting and scheming and you already have it down to a T how you're going to do something when we turn our backs. She was so. just waiting to be that, that moment where you leave her alone and then yeah, she was going to bounce. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to count that one. That one was, that oh, one was man, fun. I even had to uh, catch myself to make sure I had the right verb tense and everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Did so, you ever watch and, Rugrats growing up? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That the creators of that show had it right. Like that really is Most definitely. what yeah. kids are doing in the playpen. They're scheming. Yep. They're scheming. That's exactly right. Um, what else did she do the other day? She's standing up right now. And the other, just, just last night, um, she stood up and was kind of looking at me and was so excited. And it's like, she just kind of was beyond, she was beside herself with how excited she was that she was standing up and she just sort of fell into my chest. I'm sitting down. And I'm like, that's my girl. I think she's loving on me. And then there's this white hot searing pain that just shoots through my chest because she has bitten my nipple. (laughs) And, you know, she's 10 months old. So I'm sure, I'm sure Ellie is in the same boat. They've just got the top two and the top bottom teeth. They're pincers. Oh my gosh. It's somehow worse because there's like a medical precision to it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And it just nailed the tip and... It was just, I, you know, I looked at Faith. I said, she bit my nipple! And, and Faith did exactly what you did. She just doubled over and laughed. Never even asked if I was okay. And um, anyway, I missed no, it. No, listen. You're, I still you're, feel off balance. Are you really a parent until you've gotten a nip check from your kids? Yeah. And yeah. not only is it very disappointing for them, but very painful for <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you almost oh, can't man. blame them because you're like in their context that like, it would be like me going up to a water hose and being like, oh, that's weird. This one doesn't have any water right. coming out of because, it. Because Exactly. Because in her world, it's like, okay, all of these are created equal. Yeah, exactly. I know what these do. I know what these do. I know the, I know the, um, uh, well, <laughs> I know, I know the, um, uh, the protocol here. Sorry. I started laughing because I realized I've forgotten when I told Faith, I was like, that hurts. She goes, uh, I know. <laughs> she well, said, see, that, that's why wives have no sympathy because they're like, welcome yeah, to my world. That yeah, happens to me yeah. on a weekly, if not and, daily basis. And, and she goes, she goes, this is why I hate it when I'm feeding Josie, because we're still nursing her, when I'm feeding Josie and you walk into the room because Josie is such a busybody, she wants to know what's going on. And so she turns her head, but she does not let go. And yep. so she just, she goes, she goes, that girl is a nipple yoinker. She said, she said, she, she hears you and she goes, nah, and just <laughs> violently rotates her head to see what's going on. And 
And she said, I said, so that's what I've been doing to you when I walk in there for stuff. And she goes, yeah, she goes, probably worse. I said, I will never do it again. <laughs> I will Mer always Meredith had to have a talking with me. I mean, she had to be like, you have got to stop interacting with our kids when they're breastfeeding because, <laughs> because that like, you are such a distracting person and they, and like, they go, yeah. hey? and I'm like, yeah. I think I'm being cute. Cause I'm like, Hey, and she's like, yeah. stop. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I oh, think she was like, y you need to, you need to stop interacting with them. Right. That they, they've got one thing they need to be doing and they need to concentrate. <laughs> That's funny. Oh man. But, uh, oh. you know, th this, so, uh, I, I want to talk some things nerd cause I want to yeah. talk moon Knight, okay. uh, with at least my initial impressions. And then I want to talk since, uh, it's, I would say not often, I guess it's happened more here in season three. But I want to talk like, all right, what were the biggest surprises as you went from one kid to two kid? Yeah, um, yeah. Because, because again, we don't have Kevin here to go. Ah, oh, well, I'm already yeah. on four. Like that's what know. you're dealing with. What's the matter with you? Yeah, let, let me talk to you when we have th when you have three kids. Then we'll talk. Yeah. Um, which I've I've heard from every parent. Like I almost feel like having two kids doesn't count. Like everyone's excited when you have one kid, <laughs> and then yeah. as soon as you have two kids, they're like, oh, wait till you have three. It's almost like mm -hmm. turning twenty nine. Like That's what we no hear. one cares yeah. until you get to 30. Right. Like no one cares. That it is your 29th birthday. That's yeah. how I kind of feel like having two kids is because you've already yeah. had a kid. And yeah. then until you have three other seasoned parents, like eh, two yeah. is just double one. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind that. I, I, I mind it when I mind when the other parents, not Kevin, uh, but when other parents rub it in your face, like, Oh, you have no idea what you're in for ah. when you graduate from one to two or two to four, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, how about, how about I just live my life? Yeah. How about, but what about the stage with, I'm in now? I need advice right, from now. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, but yeah, I completely agree. I mean, it's, it's a, it's not even, it's not even simple multiplication. It's not like it goes from it. Not, it's not like having two kids makes it twice as hard. It's like, there's, there's, it, it's, it makes it exponentially. Because the different. chaos builds off of the chaos. Yes. Yes. Like it, exactly. it, yeah. I like how you said it's not simple multiplication. It's almost exponential. Like yeah. the, the best example I could share, I may even post this to discord if Meredith's okay with it, but I was at work and she sent me this video that just said, this is how my day is going. And it was Ellie with her face completely pressed up against the pack and play. And this is when ah. we were still down at the cottage. Yeah. So like it, from her pack and play, she could see the house mm. and Meredith is already pitching a battle with Rowan on the toilet. Mm -hmm. Um, because he is absolutely like, I'll go when I feel like going. And, mm. oh, random lottery. I may just decide to go in my pants, even though I'm totally yeah. potty trained at this moment. Yeah. Um, so he's on the potty. She's pressed up against the pack and play. And they are having a back and forth screaming match. Oh, like not, no. not malicious, just, yeah, no, oh, but, but that's Josie a fun noise. Let's see if Josie I can one up it. Yeah. And yep. so Ellie is there going, ah, and then Rowan's going, ah on the toilet and then it's just escalating 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 I'm like yeah actually this is what it feels like once you hit two yeah is it mm -hmm. yes you still are you can still do man on man which makes it infinitely more helpful during the really newborn stage because unlike yeah. when you're a first-time parent and I remember many times as a dad just feeling like well wife you got this because I can't really do the things you're doing that, whereas that's yeah once yeah. you have second kid it's like hey I'll be on this kid duty and play interference so you can just <laughs> right. fully concentrate on this one 
Right, um, exactly. And that's that's a prime example of what happened to me tonight because this episode was supposed to be wholly dedicated to Moon Knight and <laughs> I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. I kept mm. trying to make I kept trying to make time to do it and I literally thought I was going to have the 45 minutes it would take to watch the episode just before we started recording. And then I found out that Hattie hadn't had a bath last night and that I could not in good conscience let her mm. be yep. dirty two nights in a row. And so it's when I, I go, okay, I got to pivot because before, if this had happened, it would, like you said, it would have been no problem for Hattie to just for, well, for Faith to just take over duties for Hattie. And, but now it's like, you cannot leave me with two kids to put to bed mm. and all these different things I've got to do for both of them. That stresses right. me out. Yep. Well, it, and I mean, that, that's for any sort of social or even work events. Like now when I leave town, I understand vividly what I am signing Meredith up for mm-hmm. if I'm out of town for two or three nights. Yeah. Um, you know, cause yeah, I, when it was just Rowan, yeah. I mean, you got to watch a kid, but I mean, it's almost like nap time is complete freedom. Whereas yep. with two kids, it's a Russian roulette, whether nap time is yep. going to be freedom or one of them is not going down. So you basically get to yep. deal with a screaming kid all throughout nap time. And then just by the time that kid's figured out, the other one wakes back up and then just that's exactly right. bedtime will not go the same. That, is, ex- that is exactly. And I, I, I think I would say that the, the way I see the biggest difference, this is going to sound, I'm going to try and make this not sound sexist or um like i'm not pulling my weight because i would like to think that i am but one of the reasons i've one of the biggest differences i've seen in jumping from one kid to two is seeing the toll it's taken on faith because Mm -hmm. she is like like there is a when i when she is asking me for help there is a greater sense of desperation in her voice at times that there never was with one kid because like you said, especially with the breaks that you used to get by just getting one kid to go to sleep, then you could sit and scroll on your phone or, you know, mm-hmm. get something to eat or drink coffee, whatever it was. Catch up on everything do. you missed out on. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Now you don't have that option. You, you have mm-hmm. to hope to the good Lord that, that, uh, the nap times are synchronous. And if they're not, mm-hmm. then, okay, it looks like what well, this is what I'm doing this afternoon. Yeah. And like, Everything either has to be perfectly plan A uh-huh. in order for you to have that same amount of peace or yeah. the tantrums just feed the tantrums uh-huh. because like that screaming match, like if, if Rowan is refusing to eat food, then that means that since Meredith is now having to spend more time to get him to eat, then that mm. means that she can't feed Ellie. So she starts mm. to get upset and like, yeah. it's, it's the spiral spirals mm. more violently than it when yes. it was just one kid. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And because you are trying to think of the way to verbalize this because, you know, now you're having, you know, the wife is having double the drain because mm. she's trying to deal with both kids and that's a coin toss as to how that's going to go. So you don't really know what you're in for at the end of the day when you're in, mean, even when I'm home, uh, like I'm, I'm locked in working on stuff in the home office. So I've got earphones on and stuff like that. I don't really know what I'm in for when I get, when I get back out into the land of the living for the rest the, at the end of the day. Well, it, and I mean, it's a lot more of a, all right, 
pucker up buttercup when you watch the kids yeah. both of them on your own because you're like oh well when it was just one kid you're like okay hey wife go go take some time off like i can watch this one kid right but then when you're like oh so you're going out of town for a girls weekend all right so now i'm i'm at double the bedtime routines yeah. at this particular stage it's hard because we're still in the middle of breastfeeding Ellie's yeah. okay with the bottle, but doesn't love it. And so then you just start seeing your entire day in feeding times, nap times, and routines. And yeah. you're like, okay, that is my entire day. But then it's humbling to think like, yeah, but this is Meredith or Faith's reality Monday through mm -hmm. Friday. Um, right. While, you know, I'm, I'm trying to bring home some bacon to feed to mm -hmm. these little rascals that are right. bottomless pits and, and right. until they decide to hunger strike you. Yeah, because um, and they, they decide they don't want to eat bacon. Yeah, they decide no bacon's yeah. off the table. Our, right. our our toddlers union has come together and we have decided <laughs> that bacon is no longer. These are our demands. Thing. Yeah. Our demand is that it is now the green pea puffs, which right. we will only take the Aldi brand for the next month and then randomly switch to Walmart. So have fun with See. that. At least, well, so at least sometimes their demands will coincide with your budget because Aldi <laughs> is where it's at right now with two kids. Oh, man. Aldi <laughs> is awesome. Yeah. And um, we, uh, a, a gift that I gave to Meredith a while ago, and then I was just like, you know what? This is kind of a gift to me, too, is uh, Instacart. Oh, yeah. Because I don't think we have physically been in an Aldi for almost a year <laughs> and a half now. Yeah. Which I there's didn't realize there were this many. Go ahead. Uh, there's a few disadvantages because you miss out on, like, the meat specials and things like that. Yeah. But yeah. when you just start thinking of the man hours you save, uh, first mm -hmm. off, getting the kids in the car. Then hoping that you don't have a store meltdown tantrum that uh -huh. that dreaded dragon of every parent that is involved yeah. with kids that you're just like I'm hoping it's not today I'm hoping it's not today yeah um, and and are you really a parent until you've had to just do that that uh, it's not a walk of shame because other parents right. totally get it but the walk of determination where you're just like yeah my kid is losing their ape as yeah. I leave this store I'm not going to try to make eye contact. Because yeah. I know you're miserable, because I'm miserable, because they're miserable. I just right. gotta get to the parking lot as fast as That's I can. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Instacart you know, solves for all of that. Do you have any issues with um, like the quality of produce that your shoppers will find for you, or, or not just the produce, the produce, but like groceries in general? For us at our play, and you know, you're in Atlanta, and I'm in I'm in uh, Birmingham. Mm -hmm. Well, if you don't want to hear that specifically, I can. Re, I can re-say it. So you're in you're in Georgia and I'm in I'm in Alabama. So I, I don't mind, it's gonna be... man. Okay, Listen, cool. I I've been part of the witness protection program three times now, so I'm not even really Zach. <laughs> yeah, you only think my name is Zach Yoko. <laughs> I'm actually um, seven one. That's right, right. <laughs> um, that's not even my full barcode. Um, <laughs> the the um, but but like some of our shoppers clearly do not give a fuzzy rat behind about <laughs> what they give us. Like uh -huh. they either will pick a bag of sweet potatoes that has three rotten potatoes at the bottom of it. And they just go, well, I'll just serve it. I'll just give it to them like right side up. So they don't, <laughs> so they it. won't fight it or, until three weeks later. Right. Or if I say I want like a $3 thing of chicken tenders and they go, Oh, I can't find that. So I'll just replace it with a $10 whole chicken. <laughs> I don't need any of those things. And so, and it's, it's a toss up for me, whether or not they're going to communicate 
the issue. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they'll, they'll text me and they'll say, Hey, listen, we can't find this. Do you want this instead? Yeah, that's great. Other times I get a text message from the app that just says, yeah, such and such replaced your order with this. Well, okay. Do, like, that's it. I don't have the option to go, wait a minute. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, could we maybe just not get that? But I don't remember what it was, but I do remember very, I do, I do remember uh, there was one time I got something in replacement of like eggs or something like that. And I was like, I cannot use this. Like I have paid for something that I literally do not want, need, or will eat. And yeah, like, you gave I, me no option. I said eggs and you gave me a log. Like, <laughs> yeah, my, my right. favorite, my favorite miscommunication though, is once Meredith put, I need 10 bananas. Mm-hmm. And we ended up looking like the like Chiquita Banana Warehouse. Like Georgia instead, the Jungle. <laughs> they brought us 10 bunches <laughs> of bananas. And I think we ate, I think we had to make banana bread for like, I think we ate off like three mm. months worth of banana bread because there was no way Delicious. we were going to eat that many bananas fresh. And so, right. all right, chop it up right. and make banana bread. But uh, Hattie. that one, Hattie, that one know, was fun to come home to see like, what? Huh? Are Patty will eat a Nona all day long. That's what she calls well, them. Well, we could Nonas. have fed our kids that many bananas, but I'm not dealing with that much sugar because <laughs> Rowan yeah. is naturally caffeinated, energized, sugarized. Yeah. Like he don't he yeah. don't need no help. Right. Um, uh, yeah, I I guess in the Atlanta area, like we can we can rate the people that shop. We have a rating as a buyer. Mm -hmm. Um and I guess, you know. If you tip well enough, you attract the the higher caliber stuff. We've we've not had many problems. I will no, say I when it first that. when it first started, yeah, it was kind of hit and miss. But now mm -hmm. I, I feel like the 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 cream of the cream has risen to the top. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Faith almost did not go back to Aldi after the first time she went. Oh, yeah. Um yeah, because Hattie was stressing her out. This was before we had two kids. Hattie was already stressing her out and was a little fussy, but Faith couldn't find anything because it's laid out very different from other, oh, other yeah. um, grocery stores. Well, and for us Americans, for Europeans, they're like, oh, we are home. That's, and, and, that's know, very, us, yeah, that's like, their Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, but then she got towards, she got ready to check out and she couldn't find, like I said, she almost couldn't find anything that she needed, even though it was already there, it was, it was there. She just couldn't find it. Yeah. It's the layout. Um, and then, um, all of a sudden she hears like this, this dude appears out of nowhere and he's older and there's clearly like a handicap or something involved. And he, uh, he just goes, baby, baby. <laughs> and just comes right into her peripheral vision and makes a beeline for, for Hattie. And Faith had to whirl around. She's already stressed. And it kind of looks like he's reaching for Hattie. And he's a big dude. And he's not very, he does not look like he's going to be very delicate. But right. either, like, if she doesn't know for sure what he's about to do. So just to kind of head him off of the past, she turns around and grabs his wrists and just kind of cradles them and goes, yes, it's a baby. It's a baby. She's very sweet. She's very sleepy. We need to let her nap. And this guy's mom comes out of, comes, comes out of the aisles and is just looking horribly frazzled and says, I am so sorry. She goes, he is, 
he loves babies. So he saw he's, I mean, it was kind of a similar situation as like Josie and the leaf right. on the trampoline. Yeah. She said, I turned my back for just a second and he must've seen her and just, just, just forgot where he was. Mm-hmm. And so Ooh. to, to, to be stressed, not find what you need. And then to feel like somebody is about to, uh, you know, uh, accost your child, it, it was, she was like, I don't ever want to go to Aldi again for as long as I live. Now, obviously we continue to shop there. Now we were like, we got to give this one more try that, that that had to have just been a, like a, we got to give ourselves a mullet yeah. on that one. Yeah. And it was, I mean, we never saw, you know, that, that, that mom and child again. And, um, and we were like, the prices are just way too good for us to oh, yeah. write it off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so here we are. In fact, I think I see an Aldi bag in your background. Oh, That's our it. move is partially brought to you by Aldi because I see, yeah, one yeah, over your left one, shoulder and, and two, some paper ones three. on your right. You should yeah. probably just within this see like four Aldi bags. Yeah. Because believe it or not, their brown paper bags, like a lot of them, you know, their whole shtick is like you got to bring your own bags. But right. once the era of third party shopping things became a reality, I think they just kind of let that go the way of the dodo. And now for like 10 cents a bag, yeah, they've got these yeah. really stocky paper bags, mm-hmm. which are awesome for moving. Yeah. Cause yeah. for me, I hate packing a box of something that I know I'm literally moving from point A to point B to then just immediately go in a cabinet. Right. Like, so right. for me, I would much rather have it in an open bag so that like, it's almost like a signal, like, Hey, this is immediately coming out. Like this is not right, a storage right. based item. That's a um, good thought. It's a good thought. So little, we actually, little... we've just been keeping Aldi bags for like six months and categorizes everything for you. Yeah. And I think like 50%, like almost all of our kitchen, but like other stuff like clothes and stuff that I know that was immediately going to go on a closet, Aldi bags, yeah. nice. pro dad tip right nice. there. So should we talk about moon night? Oh yeah, you know they you know, something <laughs> actually. Uh, we, we've been leaning into the dad. Now I got to do the. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. And, and now the been, nerd. Now, yeah. now the nerd. Now the nerd. Uh, well, I guess I got to do this um, slightly spoiler free because you've not had a chance to watch the first episode. Go. I mean, go but, ahead. Go ahead. Just. I mean, unless uh, but, there's. But like... I'll. I'll say I know. Like I absolutely get everyone's Marvel fatigue. Like I. Mm-hmm. I, I, I. I have been largely unimpressed with phase four because I think it's just been a mixed bag. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the same time, uh, I'm always interested in just the, the recipe that Disney has Mm because I'm like, how do you take almost any topic, any person and still make it work? And we've, we've in other episodes talked about like, okay, I think Marvel secret sauce is you take a nobody and then they become a somebody versus the DC. Like, Oh, well you're already, it's almost like, right. uh, like superhero privilege, like, all right, well, you were already like the goddess of Athena, like, okay, it was a really a stretch. And then now you can run fast in a suit. Whereas, you know, in Marvel, it's okay. This was a no one. Um, yeah. So I will say I am absolutely enjoying knowing nothing about this character. And yeah. normally the geek side of me would then do like deep dive. All right, I'm going to look at yeah. the wiki. I want to know their catchphrases, their side characters, but very purposely this time around, I have, even after enjoying the first episode, I continue to not want to know anything because mm-hmm. this genre they've gone for is very thriller mystery. Okay. Uh, All right. Now I say thriller for Meredith, it's horror. 
And, it, and it's right. really just, you know, all right, where do you fall? What's your tolerance level? Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, any actual fan of horror would be insulted for anyone to call this horror. That's what I was going to say. Are we talking like, uh, are we talking John Carpenter horror or M. Night Shyamalan horror? Like M. Night Shyamalan, like, like a very tame M. Night Shyamalan. Like, you have to remember, like, my Meredith's threshold for horror, like where she starts mm-hmm. to think like, okay, I can't watch anything more scary than this, is Signs. Okay. Which, yeah. like, that's, no. Like, that's yeah. not even a, that's not even Oh my a, God, the alien's leg! That's horrifying! <laughs> that's not even lowercase h horror. Right. You know, like, right. That, like right. that's barely a lowercase t into an uppercase t thriller, right? right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, this one definitely leans more toward the creepy side. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I, I thought um, Jessica Jones was scarier than yeah. what I've seen yeah. in this so far. Yeah, that first um, season of Jessica Jones was tense. Oh, yeah. Was, I mean, psychologically okay. intense. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah. this one, what I think is so interesting is you've got the elements of creepy with the Egyptian lore. I mean, so you're already thinking mm-hmm. mummies, uh, you know, giant hound dark dogs coming after right. you in the night. So, I mean, Pyramids, you've got that element Brendan of Frazier, But what's Rachel interesting Wise. in this is the the schizophrenia part of it. So it's almost as if you have this um, like beautiful mind Mm -hmm. meets the mummy. Um, Wow. And now, granted, I I don't want to do a disservice to the movie Beautiful Mind because that's just a masterpiece of cinema from the score to the acting, et cetera. But just the element of, all right, there is a mystery here because the main Mm -hmm. character himself doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. And I love that they are totally okay with letting the audience have no idea what's going on. Okay. Like, I, I, I know I'm seeing things that four episodes from now, I'll be like, oh, that yeah. makes sense now. Okay. But I love okay. that they're not leading the the audience like, okay, well, we're going to let you know this is happening, but the main character won't know. <laughs> okay. I mean, that was, okay. that was my biggest complaint with Captain Marvel is I was like, th- there was no mystery to this. Like, we kind of already know what has happened. Like, yeah, right. it, like I don't want to sit here and wait two hours for her to right. figure it out. Like, right. Like, it's I, like watching I, Titanic. I know how this is going to end. <laughs> it's yeah. going to it's going to sink. Yeah. I mean, no one watched Titanic for the sinking. It was the love story. But, I mean, like, in right. this at least, you know, you've got this, this Egyptian lore, which – I think is fascinating because I don't think that is a lore many people delve into. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like the Greek pantheon is exhausted at this point between DC and Marvel. Um, yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, which hurt me because I love Norse mythology, but I feel like Thor has kind of soured that for people. And that's now why we have Ragnarok. And the, it's almost like, all right, we will loosely do uh, Norse lore, but you know, that's going to be like very tertiary to the story. Yeah. Whereas in this, it looks like Egyptian mythology is going to play a very large role. Okay. um, As well as religion. Cause in this, I, I, and granted, this is the first episode. So that's part of the mystery. You can't tell like, so is this the antagonist or is this like someone who looks like the antagonist? Well, but will then be like an aide later on. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it it has all the trappings of a cult. And so Hmm. you've got, kind of this this quasi religious leader who is adhering to what was in in ancient times a religion you know mm-hmm. with egyptian lore so i'm excited that we're kind of exploring some some different territory here and okay. 
uh, I mean, Oscar Isaacs just continues to show that, um, I mean, he'll do whatever Disney pays him to do. And they just seem to love, like, what, what won't they pay him to do right now? Like, I feel like right. he's in everything. I mean, that's Hollywood, right? Like, hey, they were successful in one thing. Give them all the things. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's it's funny. It's fun to watch. Not fun, but it's interesting to watch a character, a, an actor, make it big in one thing. And then they have this, they have this, um, what, a bell curve of fame where they're in everything mm -hmm. for uh you know a couple like of years in years. a row isn't that what they yeah. say it's like it, you have four Roughly, years to yeah. make the most of it and then yeah. it's really only if you are a legend do you make yeah. that bell curve into more of a, a camel a right. camel back yeah exactly <laughs> so like colin farrell and shia labeouf and you know certainly uh you know daniel radcliffe and stuff like that you know Daniel Radcliffe's a little different because of the Harry Potter films and how long those lasted. <laughs> if, but, he, if he's a camel, it was a really high hump and then a really yeah, low dip. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so if it's coming um, back, it'll be like a little stupid. But yeah, the it, camel it's, dorsal it's, thin. It's all. It's always interesting to see that cluster of movies they're in because people can't get enough of them, and then it's like one day people go, "Hey, eh, I'm, I'm I'm done." <laughs> Interestingly enough, though, all those people, um, all, all those people I mentioned have made. Um, quite a name for themselves more in the indie circuit. Like, like well, you almost have away. to. Yeah, you exactly. have to. Like, in order yeah. to just take the audience by the shoulders and go, I can do something different. Right, like, you have exactly. to do indie. Yeah. You still, I want to get back on Moon Knight, but you, yeah, you really, you really need to go see Guns Akimbo. Uh, it has Daniel Radcliffe in it, and it's an absolutely bonkers sci-fi action movie. All I will tell you is that for the majority of it, he spends in his uh pajamas with um guns nailed to his hands <laughs> that's all i'll tell you but you got to go see it i mean like um, poor poor daniel radcliffe i remember immediately after harry potter he did this broadway show called aquinas uh -huh. which do you remember this does this ring a bell is it aquinas or aquinas like uh, i guess Thomas aquinas, aquinas or Okay. Uh, well, well, so it's not Thomas Aquinas. It was Equinus like a horse. Oh, oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And, and Equinus, like the, Equinus, the okay. only reason it got any sort of buzz is because at one point in the play, he appears naked, naked on, the, on yeah. the stage. And I'm like, okay, so basically all of their sales is being generated by the fangirls that wanting to see Harry Potter's yeah, wand. Yeah, want an Accio <laughs> wand for Daniel right. Radcliffe. Um, but then after that, the next thing I remember that he was in was a Sundance Film Festival film called The Swiss Army Man. And which are, is phenomenal. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> yes. wow, man, you are just trying everything you can to get Harry Potter yeah. out of people's mind. I mean, yeah. it's like, you know, like a palate cleanser. I'm like, yeah. dude, I know Harry Potter has a strong aftertaste, but I just feel like you took lighter fluid and white vinegar <laughs> And like and held everybody waste. down and went look, look, and waterboarded <laughs> us with us with it. Like you're trying to sear off our taste buds of Harry Potter yeah. at this point. So yeah. anyway, I I am excited to see him now actually getting back to what I'll call like normal mainstream. Yeah. Um, and making yeah. a name for himself. So I'm excited. But anyway, back to Moon Knight. Oscar Isaacs, I think, um, at least gives us something that we've not seen because he's really good at that like confident machismo. Like I feel like that's what they they typecast him for. But in okay. this one. At least one of the personas he plays is not that. Yeah. It's I got a question about that in a minute. It, it's Steven, who is the uh, the very diminutive, almost mouse like milk toast, very yeah. oh, very milk toast. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's like the assistant to the tour guide. Like, like uh-huh. he, he's the guy who runs the gift shop or, or like not even okay. runs the gift shop. He does inventory at the gift shop. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, so I, like I, I'm seeing him do something I've not seen before. And I think he does a good yeah. job at it. Um, my, my biggest complaint. And really to me, this is actually the biggest lie in all of Marvel. In fact, mm-hmm. I think this is the biggest thing that. Uh, like second to superpowers. Like I would believe people could have superpowers that there could be a snap that wipes out half of the life force in the universe. The thing Mm -hmm. that never makes sense to me though, in these Marvel films is how people in the positions they have afford the rent to the apartments and houses that you see them in. Because for a guy who does inventory for a gift shop, like the apartment that he lives in downtown London is yeah. huge. <laughs> I'm like, with right. what income are you paying for this? Right, um, right. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's got, like, hidden rooms and compartments, and I'm like, you're a gift shop guy. Now, who knows? Yeah. Maybe later on, like, his alter ego is the one that actually has the multi-billion dollar passive income business. But yeah. anyway, like, I, that's how I felt in Hawkeye. It's how I felt in... <laughs> Um, all of like daredevil. I'm like, all right, I, I even know you're a lawyer and you still couldn't afford that, that size apartment well, in New York. But, okay. The, at least with, the, with, um, with daredevil, uh, he mentions that he got a great deal on it because it's right next to that giant neon sign and nobody wanted to, nobody wanted to even live there, especially still, at night. <laughs> <laughs> even still, man, I'm like, this is New Fair. York. So I've got a, I got a buddy of mine that just uh, talking about where where it's funny where we decide to suspend disbelief because we can believe <laughs> that Thor is the Norse god of thunder and that can lose an eye and then get one back and you know channel lightning through his hands and stuff like that and um but I had a buddy of mine years ago when I was in college I was playing on my PS2 the Prince of Persia oh, yeah. Warrior Excellent. Within which is the second one Such a good Prince game. of Persia number 2 Oh number 2 and I never played the second number I can't two. speak to that but. So uh well it was it was also awesome but way more emphasis on combat and uh, one okay. of the one of the bosses in there is a griffin and the you know it's he it does the he does the thing where he telegraphs the move that he's about to uh, uh, perform and it gives you time to prepare and jump out of the way. And one of the things he does before he swoops uh, the ground where you are is he'll flap to the left and he'll flap to the right and he'll flap to the left again. And then he'll swoop. <laughs> and Sounds like a bad got... like dance at like a, a middle school right. party. Flap yeah, to exactly. the left, flap to flap the right, now to swoop. The right. <laughs> now swoop. <laughs> and swoop, baby, swoop. And my buddy Scott was watching me play and he'd been watching me play for a couple of hours at this point. Uh-huh. Now, this is a game where you can control the sands of time. So if you accidentally kill yourself, you know, fall in a pit or run out of life because somebody stabbed you too many times, you can hit a button, assuming you have enough, a char- enough of a charge and rewind a few precious seconds. Hmm. And I'm going from room to room and pulling these levers that's causing me to move backwards in time. So the room around me is suddenly, you know, it's, it's broken down. And then all of a sudden it's this ornate Babylonian castle and things like that. And uh, there's zombies and all kinds of things. And my buddy hasn't said a word until I'm fighting the Griffin. He's flying, he's going to the left, he's right. And he goes, what? Griffins can't fly sideways. <laughs> and I went, what? <laughs> and he goes into this. He goes into the spiel where he gets on his soapbox where he goes, the physics of it don't work. You can't, but wings aren't made to fly from side to side. Their wing joints aren't omnidirectional. Anyone knows that. This is a game. 
<laughs> exactly. I said, this is a game where I can control time and I'm fighting a griffin. <laughs> what? Why? Why are you taking issue with this? Where? Why is this where you take umbrage? And so anytime somebody goes, this is where I draw the line, in, internally, I'm always going, Griffins can't fly sideways. This is a sideways Griffin situation. That's right. right. <laughs> exactly. Sideways cry. Um, so I don't, I don't know a lot about Moon Knight either, other than like the character... Like Stephen technically is not Moon Knight. He's possessed by somebody who become who is Moon Knight. Correct? Like he's is that the case? I don't know. I've only seen okay. episode one. My understand my okay. So my understanding is that there's actually two personas uh, that inhabit him. Has have either of them popped up yet? Oh yeah. I mean, I okay. I will say this is a little bit of spoilers, but like most of of the first episode is him mm-hmm. like trying to figure out what is happening to him. Okay. But okay. what I appreciate about this show is that, you know, what one other fatigue thing that I know that people have is like, oh, I can't stand another origin story. Yeah. This one starts as if, like, this is a couple of years into him realizing something is wrong, and you just jump uh-huh. in as the audience. Okay. So, like, the opening sequence is him going through all of these steps to ensure that like when he's asleep at night, he stays in his bed. I mean, yeah. he's like tying himself to his bed. He surrounds it with sand so he could see footprints if he were to leave. He's got all these different levers on his door. He tapes the, the tapes threshold. Tapes up the door. I've so, seen I mean, the first like, five minutes. <laughs> okay, you've seen the first five minutes. So first five um, minutes. so what I appreciate is that, again, it's not like, oh, Stephen's a perfectly normal tour guide in London, and then he gets bit <laughs> right. by a radioactive... Radioactive mite. Egyptian god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a mummy just bites him and then... Right, right. Um, so like, or, you know, he eats some bad, some bad kafta, um, and mm-hmm. then he becomes Moon Knight. Like, so mm-hmm. like, I at least appreciate that, you know, in, in storytelling terms, this is an in media rest. Like the action okay. has already started. We're thrown in the middle and you have to just figure things out. Yeah. Um, I also feel like that there are a couple moments that definitely have those like, okay, they had to provide some exposition, but I feel like they are at least following the the pillars of mystery which is don't tell the audience don't Mm. explain what's going on they just need to figure out what's happening and i feel like they're doing a good job it's not like he gets a mysterious phone call and the person's going hi (laughs) this is joe the guy that you went to california with two years ago because you used to be an investigative journalist for this newspaper you don't remember that like there's none of those moments um but, uh, I mean, there's a couple of moments where all right, they got to provide some context. Okay. Um, so I, I, I at least feel like they're, they're adhering to the genre of thriller mm. mystery at the moment. And granted, it's episode one. You know, episode yeah. two could be a flaming train wreck. But right. I'm enjoying it so far. Okay. Well, it's always nice when the... It's always nice when the properties respect the audience enough to, like, go, okay, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just let them... We'll let them try to keep up. Like, you know, they, they don't have to... Treat the audience as intelligent. With, exactly. Don't, don't exactly. spoon feed me. And yeah. um, I, I'm thinking we may see a little bit more of this out of Disney+. Plus Because funnily enough, in logging in to watch Moon Knight, it was the first time that I got a notification saying, hey, just so you're aware, you have your maximum rating setting to TV14. So we're not uh, going to put any titles on here unless 
you know, unless they're TV 14 or less, which right. I'm like, well, good. Cause I watch bluey all the time with my son and I really don't want to see <laughs> a thumbnail. That's going to keep him up for nights. Um, yeah. but I'm like, okay, as, as this more mature content comes out, maybe we will start seeing a more intelligent, I mean, like what we saw with daredevil and Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, again, just, we're going to forget about iron fist, but I mean, mm-hmm. largely I really appreciated how, not mature in the sense of, I mean, there was some mature content, but I feel like those shows treated the audience as, all right, we're just going to assume you've graduated high school at this point and you can, you can figure out nuance and subtlety. Yeah. Yeah. It's for mature audiences. We're going to assume you're mature. (laughs) We're going to assume that you, yeah, that you can keep up with what's going on. Yeah, I agree. Um, One thing I do respect Marvel about for, uh, is that they continue to take their properties and build um, different uh, different film genres around them. So in this particular mm-hmm. case, you know, uh, Moon Knight being more of a thriller and slightly pulling slightly from horror. Um, very, Ant-Man very, was a very, hi- very slightly. <laughs> yeah, Ant Man was a heist film. Yeah, you know, Ant Man was was okay. How are we going to rip this guy off and? Um, actually in, in large part, so was Endgame. Um, yeah, it was a time heist. Yeah, it was a time heist. And, uh, you know, they take, but they take their properties and they, they weave, um, specific genres into them to try and keep them fresh. Yeah. I mean, think of WandaVision. I mean, WandaVision almost had multiple genres within the show itself. Yeah. You talk (laughs) about meta. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely right. And, and, you know, that, that was something I was initially excited about when Disney bought Star Wars is I thought, ooh, mm. maybe we're going to have a high Star Wars film, which Solo mm. tried to be and then failed, um, yeah. but uh, that I felt Rogue One did really well. Um, so I, it, it is cool to see them like, hey, we're not just going to give you the same popcorn action hero flick. Like we, mm. we have the space to explore different genres while telling mm-hmm. these stories. Um, one, one, uh, article that I read that I thought, oh, that is fascinating about Moon Knight is that it's the first one here in phase four that doesn't instantly remind you that this is happening in the same universe as the Thanos yes. snap. Yes. Yes. Um, in fact, I read that's what attracted Oscar Isaac was actually agreed to be part of it because it was largely disjointed from the rest yeah. of the MCU continuity. It's very self-contained. It is taking place within the MCU, but not directly affected, nor will it directly affect the MCU continuity at large. And, and from what I read in that article, and again, I very, I very purposely tried not to get too deep into the lore on this character because I Mm -hmm. want to continue to be surprised and have that mystery element. But, but it sounds like Moon Knight is very much so a loner. So it makes sense that his story can kind of happen in its own little section of the world and well, not really he's got three but i mean he's got three it's a it's a three for one i mean there's th- there's three <laughs> right. different characters playing the main characters so uh, this is the, no the marvel bogo this is a, yeah. this is bogo night really that's right that's right so they just keep each other they just keep each other entertained they just sit around at night all three of them play cards and catch up on the day's events and talk about how things were back in the old days of egypt and you know pulling people's brains out their heads out their noses and uh except their hearts because they kept their heart which they needed yep for the be judged yes but uh, Very yeah, cool. I mean, I, I'd say right now, being right out of episode one, I mean, I'd give episode one a a solid eight out of ten. 
Like, okay. I'm intrigued to watch the rest of the series. Meredith has already decided that she is hard pass. But hey, I think I I, I think this is sad to say, but. I am more optimistic for how this show is going to go than after the first episode of the book of Boba Fett. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Fair. Which, so, which pains me to Moon admit. Moon does not but... spend the entire first episode in a back to tank. Well, here's the thing. Any, any... I don't know. Maybe he's actually the titular character and looks like he's actually going to be important to the story. There's a concept. So you don't think, you don't think that, like there will be two episodes in the in the the span of Moon Knight that are totally focused on Captain America? Well, let's just say this. I don't think that Moon Knight is going to have sarcophagus episodes where he's relearning <laughs> about what just happened. That's to a good him. one. Sarcophagus. That is ultimately yeah. ultimately pointless. That's awesome. Um, is there any decent action so far? Or is it largely just been leaning into the mystery thriller aspect of things? Uh, it, well, it, it, I don't want to spoil this, but the way they do the action is it's, you know, I mentioned earlier that it's like as if, uh, what I say, Beautiful Mind and the Mummy had a baby. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It really is more as if the Mummy, a Beautiful Mind, and Memento how to baby. Ooh, okay. If you've ever okay. seen that movie. I, so, I sure have. I, I will I say, love that movie. I don't know if I would say the action is as good as I would say the editing of the sequences is really good. Okay. Okay. So cool. I, I will let you be the judge on if you say it's good action, but I will say the okay. editing is what makes it really intriguing and enjoyable. Okay. So, Hey, there might be some good action, but the 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 joy and the thrill comes through the editing and trying to figure out what is happening. Yeah. Uh, just a quick side note about um, Memento. I saw that Boondock Saints and Kill Bill Volume One all within a span of a couple of days of each other. Back when they all were <laughs> kind of like relatively new, oh, and my man. brain was bleeding out of my ears trying to keep up because all of those movies are told out of sequence. Yes. They're so, told in a very uh, unique style. So it's like, my oh. brain was working so hard to try and keep up with everything that was going on. And I was like, you're like, what is I the just, narrative? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After all that was done, I was like, I think I just want to watch Porky's after this to like completely <laughs> detox from all of this thinking that I'm doing, which I've never actually even seen, but something, something stupid and completely straightforward. So I don't have to worry about, um, trying to keep up or uh, having no hope for humanity <laughs> after all <laughs> right. this is after all this is over because all three of those movies have some fairly memento is very dark the oh, other yeah. two have some fairly dark undertones uh, I mean they're, they're pretty if not nihilistic very pessimistic yeah uh, yeah as that's far a good as way to outlook put it. on uh, the human condition yeah 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 we're not yeah it probably doesn't it probably toes the line with with nihilistic nihilistic um, Neil Nile. It doesn't matter Neil, anyway, right? Yeah. Speaking of Niles, uh, we're talking. <laughs> you know, actually, about if you're a nihilist, anyway. I guess you good don't job. matter if uh, it doesn't matter how you pronounce it, right? <laughs> exactly. That's a good point. Uh, anyway, um, what else? What else is noteworthy about Moon Knight? Anything? Uh, I I would say uh, the other thing that I took away from the first episode is that this is definitely. Okay, I'm going to say the darkest Marvel, but this is if you're not counting like Daredevil, Jessica Jones. So mm-hmm. I'll say of the Disney Plus releases, this is the darkest. Okay, all right. Like the, this is a hero. Intrigues me a little bit. The, this is a hero that I don't feel like I'm going to be like, I want a poster of that in my room and I hope Rowan emulates him one day. So <laughs> I, I don't feel like I, I. it's too early to tell like, is this an anti-hero? 
Um, mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's that, but this is definitely a like if Batman was only ever the Dark Knight kind of yeah. deal. And okay. it almost seems like this is the Marvel equivalent of Batman. You know, minus okay. it's not like he got trapped in a sarcophagus as a kid and then became scared of mummies. Like, it, you know, the, obviously something different is happening here. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. But uh, I, um, I, I, I continue to be optimistic. So right now I'd say okay. I'm at a half moon. This could become a okay. full moon. Um, okay. But hopefully it doesn't become a, a new moon. Okay. Especially a new moon is in the movie New Moon because uh, talk about hot pile of garbage right there. I have no idea what we're talking about anymore. Good, it's a good thing okay. you know because it's Twilight that, New Moon. Oh, and is I'm that ashamed to even movie? know that okay. that's the title. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> yeah, got you. Uh, very cool. Um, trying to think if there's anything else that I've been wondering about it. I mean, not that we would know you would have a whole lot to share given it's the first episode, but. Um, yeah, that's all the questions I've got. Well, man, that's I, I, I will say after talking, I, I will say after talking to you, I am more interested in the show now because I was almost ready to pass on it uh, up until we it became a topic for tonight. And now that I'm talking to you, I'm, okay, I'll give it a shot. Um, well, hey, then my work here is done. Okay, fair enough. So yeah, fair hey, enough. if you haven't seen it, uh, I when we do our intro, I'll put in a little bit of a spoiler disclosure. I tried to not get too spoiler heavy, uh, but yeah, hey, go check it out. It, it, it's I don't feel like you. I personally don't feel like you've ruined anything. I personally don't feel like you've ruined anything for me. I was, well, I'm still then, interested, and I will still go watch it. Well, good. Then I'm one for two today, not with my underpants. <laughs> Okie dokie. <laughs> You're like, and moving on. Uh, I got to say, I, I am really impressed that uh, you have shown such a level of self-control because I thought after a month out, I would have been flooded with a tsunami of puns at this point. Well, I, I, I did that. Uh, I think I think it came gushing out more in just that pent up nerddom. I mean, you have to recall, I oh, went gotcha. straight yeah. to like deep cut EU Star Wars That's novels true. right out That's of the gate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as the the puns go, you know, if if, if listeners, if you've uh, uh, noticed, we're not really doing pun counts anymore. So I guess it's just like the challenge is gone for me. Like I'm oh, not trying enough. to rack up the score anymore. So just you know, hey, if a pun comes, great. But I don't okay, know. Uh, and Andrew's not here. Like that was half the reason I did puns. Just take just all the, the wind out of his sails. Oh yeah, well just the <laughs> ah, you know, that's half the oh, fun my. of a punster. <laughs> I mean, I I do enjoy a good choice word. Um, so like, you know, that I still come, they'll still come through such as like, yeah. so does a nihilist actually care how you pronounce it? Like, so that like, one was good. I, I, I like, I like the, the, the intelligent ones, but you know, the, the stupid ones almost aren't even, and those, like, those I can, res- those, those I can respect like that. It, like that one went right over my head initially when you, when you made that joke. Um, but when you said, um, about a month ago, when I talked about how I tried to wipe Josie's nose and it went from her nose to her cheek and you went, Oh, it flemigrated. Like that is, <laughs> that is sitting at the top for me. So puns like that, mm-hmm. I will, I can most certainly respect because you take the time to actually weave it in and make it make sense. You, you put forth an effort rather mm-hmm. than to just grab that low hanging fruit and talk about and do things to bother Andrew. <laughs> You child. Well, but I mean, that that's that's where part of the fun comes, right? You know, it's, it's uh, now I will say the best pun enhances the conversation instead of come. Most people exactly. the reason they hate puns is because it brings it to a grinding halt. Because they're and dad the, jokes. Yeah. And then there's nowhere to go in the conversation. You know, exactly. It's like coming across a 
a decomposing hippo with clown makeup in the road. You're like, I, I, wh- huh? Like, where, where do I go from here? <laughs> right. Uh, whereas, you know, a good pun should be a bridge to a new level of conversation. <laughs> now that we're getting philosophical about our pun, you our puns ste- here. You step on that rotting hippo with clown makeup to higher ground where the view is much better. There you go. Edit, edit that out. That was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of higher ground, that's actually a meme I shared on Discord that I just, I, I have to, to share it verbally. It's two mannequins on a stairwell <laughs> yeah. and it just yeah. says it's over mannequin i have the high I ground, have the high ground. <laughs> i was at work and i just started laughing out loud it was just it was like so stupid that it's good yeah. <laughs> so now every time i see a mannequin i'm like it's over mannequin i have the high well, ground <laughs> i mean i've sent you as much as i dislike them i have sent you multiple wait a minute you're not on instagram anymore no, I don't know if I have the guts to admit that to Kevin because I know he loves he loved sending Instagram messages. I I got off Instagram a while ago. Like I said, oh. I, I, I got off of Instagram. Did you delete for, the profile for, or the app? Just the app. Like I didn't delete my profile. I, I wasn't like I have rage sent you. Quitting. I have sent you so many pun related messages oh, no. that that. that <laughs> Have gone unanswered, and I, it, it, that doesn't affect me. He must have just thought, like, man, he he just doesn't care about me. No, 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 no. <laughs> I never thought that because we, you know, we talk all the time. But when uh, I just figured you didn't like engage a lot on social media, so I was about to go. So which one have I sent you that you think is the best? But you don't know. <laughs> you don't know that there's a. A, a cornucopia of of uh, puns waiting on you back at the oh uh, listen between you back at the old Instagram and the, the memes that Kevin sent me I would not be surprised if it is like five digits worth of messages if I were to log back in well I'll to, just go through Instagram. and screenshot and send them to you on Discord there then, you go that's there you uh, go. that's uh, yeah it's all I mean it's all it's all stupid it's all shtick um, but it's still uh, I mean I I still kind of some of them made me laugh hard like um, there's a there's a channel called Explosum uh, that do really off-color, goofy um, cartoons, and some of them are some of the like. <laughs> here's one. I'll oh, edit boy. it for the sake of. Um, I'll edit it for the sake of uh, the podcast. But it's, it's two guys talking. One says, "Are you okay? You're <laughs> you're walking kind of funny." He said, "We all went fly fishing last weekend, and I accidentally hooked my bee hole shut." <laughs> because yikes that sounds terrible to be honest he goes to be honest i'm finding it hard to give a crap (laughs) and the next frame is him just going ah ah and then the final frame is him still making that face but a little bit of blood is just trickling out from behind oh my gosh it it doubles down hence hence the reason i uh, like that's the subject material they push it just they push the boundaries as much as they can. Wow. So that's the most recent one I've actually sent you. Um, I'm just so sad. I'm not on Instagram, man. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I got off just because I didn't like, I, I didn't like where it would take my thought processes. Like I, I I feel like Instagram is designed to destroy contentment, whether to have you, you know, sit there and wallow or so you then go buy that experience, buy that thing. Like yeah. it, it should be the like Instagram brought to you by the Joneses because we want right. you to always be keeping up with us. 
Uh, right. Or I guess this it's keeping up with the Kardashians now, right? Like that's, that's right. new. So yeah, I, I just got off Instagram because I, like I wanted, I mean, and this applies to fatherhood. Like I wanted to be able to just be like, you know what? I'm happy with where my kids are right now. Right. I'm right, happy right. having an impromptu dance party with an R2D2 with corroded battery terminals that yeah. I dug out of my yeah. closet. Like I'm okay with that. And yeah. I would be okay if I continue to make memories like that. I don't, right. I don't need to see what Disneyland is offering. I don't need to see your new car. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to see that awesome family vacation to Gatlinburg yeah. and that giant cat. Like, I need to be happy with what I'm experiencing with my kids right now. <laughs> yeah. So I don't miss so, those moments. So a couple of things about that. First off, if y'all live closer, I think our, we as couples would spend more time together uh, on a pretty regular basis. And you and I and would just pair off and, and Faith and Meredith would just pair off and agree with each other for an hour at a time. <laughs> just, just oh, based go. off of the wives episode, uh, which by the way, we need yeah. to do again here in season three, yeah. like Faith and Meredith were hitting it off. Yeah. Faith really wanted to be Faith wanted to be good friends with both of them, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, she did. She did feel like she had a pretty good connection to um, uh, <laughs> to to Meredith. But she did say she was like thrown off by how much everybody how much everybody was uh, praising their husbands because she was like, I came ready to talk smack. <laughs> She said, she said, I was the last one to go. And Meredith like went right before me and said, I'm married to Zach, just a very, very sweet man. And she's like, so do I talk about how he always leaves streaks in his underwear or do I move on to something she else? Has like, she has like and, this entire notepad of roasting right. and she's just like, uh, I mean, right. Trip is an amazing yeah. father. <laughs> right. right. Comes off sounding very stilted uh, because she wasn't prepared. Um, which is not to say she doesn't have nice things she wants to say about me. It's just, she did no, not come I, prepared. I it came across as very genuine. It came across uh, as very off the cuff. And she, um, uh, and so, and then on the Instagram thing, my issue with it is that it just, it's a bottomless pit. Like I, I find myself ah. going, what else you got? What else you got? Mm-hmm. I completely agree. Like, I don't want to, I don't, I, it's all, it's all fake. Um, but like, I'll go through the, I'll go through the, um, the discover tab, which just show you all things related to who uh, you're already following yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. And I'll go, I like that. And it just, will. it was just the same thing as like the YouTube vortex. Um, <laughs> or the Reddit, the Reddit hole. Thirdly, man. like I almost, yeah, exactly. I almost never i almost never um post anymore because i'm with you like i want those special moments to be i do not want to have a special moment with my family and the first thing i think about is my phone i don't want to pick it up post it i just want that to be for me but i am the family that went to gatlinburg most recently and posted it but i posted I posted the the condo we stayed in had a deer head uh, over the over the bed. Of course, it's Gatlinburg, <laughs> and that's what I posted. And that's what I posted. I said, "This is not cool," because I stood up and took a picture of it. I said, and then I, I took a second picture where I was laying down on the bed. I said, "Because when you wake up, this is your view. You're looking up at a deer and its antlers, and you're look you're looking up at the underside of the deer." And I'm sorry for the first two mornings that freaked me out. Yes, because waking up buck naked is really weird. <laughs> or naked <laughs> on a buck, depending on the kind of night you had before. If you're not if really you're, sure uh, how this analogy right. is going to get any better, <laughs> it's it's not. It's just going to go. It's going to go down the drain pretty yep. fast. All right. I think we should better call it. I think we better call it quits before I make more of a fool of myself any more than I already have. Well, hey. 
it was good to get back in the saddle and, and, yeah, it's good, and to good, see to, you, good to have a, a more than just a text or discord update conversation with yeah. you trip. Cause I feel like yeah. that's all I've been able to do for this past month. And I mean, yeah. I, I know my house behind me. Um, I know for podcast listeners, you can't see, but I mean, it looks like I'm in a storage unit. Um, and, uh, it, it, and all the bags, as you heard earlier in the episode. So yeah. it, it will get better. Our, but you've got, you've got the space. So, I yeah. mean, we, we've got cares? the space. Like, move mm-hmm. at your own pace, dude. It's not like you're move at your own pace to fill the space. It's not like you've got, um, that feels it's like not like you a really deep fortune cookie. Move at your well, own pace then, to fill the space. Like deep as in you had to reach really far in to get it or like, <laughs> how big is this like, fortune cookie? How big, right. <laughs> this thing just keeps going. Man, going. I want to go to that Chinese restaurant. How big are the fortune cookies? <laughs> That's right. That'd be a pretty fun gimmick. Giant fortune cookies. Uh, anyway. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Y'all take, I mean, take your time. It looks like, um, I was going to make a joke earlier when you're talking about how much square footage you had. I, th- I think I see two chests back there, a chest of drawers. And it's like, yeah, they're, they kind of look like they're just oh, taking up space right now because they can. Like there's and, and, no hurry to. And you're making a joke. We're trying to figure out what we're going to put in them because we ne- like this used to be our like our clothes closets because we didn't oh, really have okay. closet space to keep clothes. But now we have a walk-in closet, and so we're like, okay. so what do we? Okay, uh, I guess it's going to be like one drawer to like one giant. Yeah. Belt? I don't know. Let's just go buy socks and underwear and bolts. <laughs> just so they don't feel just lonely. To, right, right. They don't just, feel forlorn. Just, that's right. Right. Do drawers have feelings? <laughs> what? <laughs> On that note, hey. Yeah, we should wrap this up quickly. Thanks for listening. Um, an hour For an hour and a half. I know, right? Please uh, join us on Discord. You know, maybe now that Trip knows that I'm not getting his messages on Instagram, uh, you'll 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 benefit from the many memes that we share on Discord. And hey, yeah. join our patrons. You can ride along, listen to the show, see how the sausage is made, or join in with live events that we're actually going to be doing later this June to celebrate episode 100. Can you believe it? A hundred episodes. So we're going to do a fun live at- event. It's not too by late to, we'll, to become we'll a true at, believer and get invited to the live event. By the time we do the live event, will we have been at it for two, two and a half years. years or three? Two, two years. years. Okay. <laughs> I know it. it I know it feels like three years because again, 2020 was the longest three years of our lives. But yeah, um, you know, I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Like being able to do the podcast in 2020 2020 was not the dumpster fire for me that it was for a bunch of other people but i was very very grateful to have that mm-hmm. on wednesday nights or whenever it was that we did it um in that year yeah. that was it was always really fun i mean it's, it's still fun to look forward to but it was especially fun to look forward to um mm-hmm. in 2020 when there were so many mandates that were keeping you from actually interacting interacting with yeah well, hey you join our patron program and you can join the fun community we have here Join us for episode 100 and beyond. So thank you so much for listening. We will catch you later, Dagum nerds. Bye, everybody. Game over.